This is Futurecast 101. This is Futurecast 101. Houseman for Futurecast 101, a student project of the College of St. Benedict and St. John's University. Today's topic, the future consequences from the invasion of zebra mussels in Minnesota's waters. Minnesota is known for its thousands of pristine lakes littered across the state. These lakes have, been, have rich biodiverse ecosystems with an abundance of species of animals and plants. According to the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, there are 162 species of fish in Minnesota's waters. The walleye, Minnesota's poster fish and designated state fish, draws anglers from all around the country. Fishing is also a major contributor to the economy. Fishing contributes to $2.4 billion to the state's economy in direct retail sales, ranking Minnesota third in the nation for angler expenditures. But a menace inhabits Minnesota's waters, threatening the fragile ecosystem and economy. That menace is the zebra mussel, a tiny razor-sharp mussel that clings onto about anything. So how will the zebra mussels affect the future of Minnesota's lakes, biodiversity, and Minnesota's industry and fishing economy? Zebra mussels will decrease the biodiversity of lakes by filtering out the nutrients and collapsing the food chain, as well as decrease the fishing, tourism, and industry economies of Minnesota's lakes by the damage they create. Zebra mussels are an invasive species to North America. Invasive species, any species, including its seeds, eggs, spores, or other biological material capable of propagating that species that is not native to that ecosystem and whose introduction does or is likely to cause economic or environmental harm or harm to human health. Zebra mussels were first discovered in Duluth, Minnesota and Lake Superior in 1989. Like most invasive species, zebra mussels were introduced to North America by humans. With the increase of global trade, invasive species were able to travel more easily and freely than ever before. Since the St. Lawrence Seaway was opened in 1959, ocean-going vessels have been able to sail into the Great Lakes, making them one of the most heavily invaded freshwater ecosystems in the world. Since zebra mussels were discovered in 1989, they have spread to other Minnesota lakes. The primary method zebra mussels use to spread is via the ballast water contained in international ships conducting trade on the lakes. The ballast water is then dumped into the United States waterways carrying foreign species. Although the U.S. Coast Guard has taken many steps to regulate ballast water, Invasive species are able, still able to find ways to wedge into freshwater ecosystems. Today, every ship entering the seaway from overseas is stopped, boarded, and inspected to ensure compliance, and each ocean-going vessel has to install ballast water treatment technology. Since preventative and eradication methods, or lack thereof, applied to Minnesota lakes have conjured zero results, the future of Minnesota waterways is uncertain. The biodiversity and fishing economies of Minnesota lakes and rivers will diminish from the spread of zebra mussels. Once zebra mussels are introduced into the body of water, the work begins. The important thing about the zebra mussel is not to consider each one as an individual organism, but instead like a cancer cell. Zebra mussels have a high fecundity rate with, with females being able to produce 1 million eggs per year. One reason that zebra mussels spread so uncontrollably is because they have no natural predator that resides in Minnesota. Fish are known to eat zebra mussels, but zebra mussels are an insignificant portion to that fish's diet. One thing that zebra mussels do is suck all the nutrients out of the water. Each adult mussel, which typically grows no bigger than a nickel, can filter up to a liter of water per day, sequestering inside its harsh shell all the nutrients contained within that water. The native species have fewer nutrients for themselves, which starts that, the instability of the food chain. Zebra mussels can filter in the tiniest and one of the most abundant organisms in water, phytoplankton. 
In a simulation conducted by Rajiv Jumar, a professor at the University of British Columbia, found that zebra mussels also affect plant life and freshwater ecosystems. Studies across various lakes established a consistent decline in the chlorophyll level after the invasion of zebra mussels. Because chlorophyll is essential for the process of photosynthesis, fewer plants are able to bloom, which increases the water clarity. Improved water clarity sounds positive, but it can mean that underneath the surface, an ecosystem is under distress. Another way zebra mussels take away nutrients is from the growth of cladophoria, long flowing plants that grow on hard surfaces such as zebra mussel shells. Cladophoria, or commonly known as green algae, impacts humans by producing a sewage-like smell which deters people from recreational use of the lake. Also, once the cladophoria washes up on shore, the nutrients it took in are forever gone from the lake. This leaves other animal and plant life with limited nutrients. Furthermore, cladophoria takes more oxygen out of the water from the native species. It is allowed to grow from the phosphorus created by zebra mussels waste, caking the entire floor. Future generations might be able to enjoy improved water clarity, but not the richness of biodiversity that existed pre-zebra mussel invasion. Which brings us to the next problem of how zebra mussels are toppling the food chain from the ground up. Zooplankton and insects form a large part of the young yellow perch diet. Hence, a decline in yellow perch, which happens to be the most important prey of apex predators such as the walleye and northern pike. Zebra mussels don't just affect aquatic native species, but also birds. Zebra mussels must create an environment that allows cladophoria to grow. The cladophoria eventually dies and starves the environment of oxygen. This opens the door for botulism-causing bacteria that get sucked up by the zebra mussels. Round gobies, another aquatic invasive species, eat those zebra mussels, become paralyzed, and float to the top where the birds feast on them. Scientists believe that more than 100,000 birds, including bald eagles, great blue herons, ducks, and loons, have piled up on the Great Lakes beaches since 2000. It is doubtful that Minnesota would see a decrease in certain bird populations, but if some species of fish start to eat zebra mussels, there could be a slight decrease. The decrease in apex predators like the walleye raises a few alarms, especially for Minnesotans. Walleye is the most sought-after and harvested fish in Minnesota and contributes immensely to the fishing economy. A simulation of zebra mussels' impact on Mille Lacs Lake, Minnesota, found that in 30 years, a system-wide collapse of major predators, including walleye, due to the bottom-up trophic control of zebra mussels. The simulation also found that zebra mussels will not completely kill a lake. The zebra mussel population will plateau within a decade of the introduction in the lake, depending on the size and other variables. Another thing observed in the simulation was that an increase of panfish, bass, and crayfish was seen in lakes heavily infected with zebra mussels. Crayfish are actually one of the few animals that eat zebra mussels. With more mussels to feed on, the crayfish population is expected to grow. An increase of periphyton, a mixture of algae, microbes, and cyanobacteria, led to the increase of panfish. It is likely that Minnesota's Minnesotans can see their big walleye lakes turn into panfish lakes. Already, the DNR is being forced to put strict regulations on Mille Lacs Lakes fishing. Minnesota Public Radio reported that during the summer of 2017, Mille Lacs Lakes had a one walleye limit and a 21-day period during July of no walleye fishing. Zebra mussels are not the sole reason why the walleye population is struggling in Mille Lacs Lake, but certainly one of the reasons. If this trend continues, the walleye population does not recover, the possibility of a fishing ban in the future is likely. There are even talks about lowering the catch limit of walleyes in order to help the population. The Minnesota Department of Natural Resources found a correlation between the increased water clarity with decline in young walleye. Mille Lacs Lakes, with all the top fishing destinations, will feel the loss of biodiversity through the economy. Minnesota spends an enormous amount of money combating invasive species every year. In the Star Tribune, Tony Kennedy reports that zebra mussels' rapid spread pose an increasingly dire threat to the state's $5 billion a year summer tourism and fishing economy, as well as a cherished lake experience central to Minnesota's identity. With the state spending more money 
each year fighting zebra mussels and supporting research. Slowly, less money will be coming from fishing and tourism as our lakes lose their appeal as a result of zebra mussels. In Lake Pepin, Minnesota, so many zebra mussels inhabit the water that waves stir up millions of dead ones, dumping their razor-sharp shells on the shore. As Minnesota and shoreline start becoming a graveyard for zebra mussels, everyone will be wearing tennis shoes to the beach and in the water for safety. The Department of Natural Resources spends $10.5 million annually to combating aquatic invasive species and another 685000 on research. These numbers will only go up from here on out. With the lack of any preventative and eradication methods that work, zebra mussels are not only attacking and sucking out the biodiversity, but also the money out of Minnesota's wallet. Zebra mussels also have an effect on property value of lakeshore homes. Zebra mussel presence is triggering people from buying pristine lakeshore, which even further affects those communities. Patrick Well, a natural resource economic consultant and former Bemidji State University professor, said the lakeshore properties lose about 60% of their value when the lakes are contaminated with invasive species. A report by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service stated that the United States will spend more than $120 billion in damages every year and spend $100 million on invasive species prevention, early detection, and rapid response, control, and management, and research. Even if someone doesn't claim to use one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes, zero muscles can still affect people. Communities that use their local water source for power could even pay the price. Zebra mussels can cause damage to electrical plants that supply power to towns. Some 50,000 people in and around the city of Monroe, Michigan, which draws its drinking water from Lake Erie, lost their water supply for more than two days when mussels and ice plugged the intake pipe nearly three feet in diameter. In 2001, the Wisconsin Power Company reported that they spend up to $1.2 million annually combating zebra mussels on their power plants on Lake Michigan. Some places are already paying more for their water lake. Lake Texacoma, Texas supplies the surrounding area with 28% of its water supply. With the invasion of zebra mussels, the water bill spiked up 14% to pay for the new piping. This could easily happen anywhere else, especially in Minnesota. The Minnesotans who rely on their water from rivers and lakes could potentially see an increase in water and electric prices. This isn't a huge problem for most Minnesotans because most water comes from the groundwater. Property damage will probably be the costiest for individuals. Boats, docks, lifts, and other lake necessities will all have to be replaced over and over again or not purchased at all. There are preventative measures that can keep zebra mussels from spreading. At every public access, there are signs labeled with laws and guidelines on what to do in order to stop the spread. Some boat launches even have pressure washers, volunteer inspectors, and even some paid employees to check boats for aquatic invasive species. The preventative measures required for all boaters are drain all live wells and ballast water, remove all aquatic plant and animal species, and do not transport live fish. These measures may slow down the spread of zebra mussels, but these measures do not stop the spreading, nor will they kill zebra mussels. Perhaps Minnesota will introduce a new species such as the round goby, the only natural predator of zebra mussels for eradication. When all seemed hopeless for Minnesota's waters, a potential solution finally came, called Zequinox. Created in 2007 and successfully tested in 2014 and 2015, Zequinox kills every last zebra mussel in the area, only leaving behind the bodies of the invasive species. This application can work on a small scale in shallow lakes, which could benefit Minnesota but applying it to the Great Lakes over 200 mile long bodies of water is unfeasible. Zeconox can be used in closed water systems such as power plants, but applying Zeconox to many of the Minnesota waterways will take time and a lot of money. Even if Minnesota cannot locate the funds, time, and manpower to accomplish such a task, there's no way in telling if Zeconox will completely wipe out zebra mussels or not. Zeconox is new and a gamble to put faith in as a possible solution. One other promising pesticide is called EarthTech QZ. 
EarthTech is a copper product that is approved by the Environmental Protection Agency and the National Sanitation Foundation for open water use and drinking water. The Minnesota Department of Natural Resources has applied EarthTech QZ to four lakes between 2014 and 2017. The first two lakes have shown signs of zebra mussels still present in the lake, but outside of the test area. The other lakes are being tested with EarthTech QZ are still being monitored. Zequinox and EarthTech QZ and other similar compounds are highly experimental and produce scattered results. Some lakes that are tested yield positive results, while others yield negative results when applied to the same treatment. More testing and new treatments will have to be implemented to get consistent results that will work on a variety of lakes. Only time can tell what Minnesota's waters will become, but time might not be on our side. The future of Minnesota lakes is uncertain, but looking at recent trends and the lack of effective preventative methods, the future looks bleak. Waiting for a future technology to save Minnesota's waters might come at a high price ecologically and financially, or it could be too late. By looking to the past and how the Great Lakes region was affected by zebra mussels, one could interpret that the same outcome will be inevitable for Minnesota lakes and rivers. Lawmakers on all levels will have to make the hard financial decisions that lay ahead. Every year, the price tag that zebra mussels have on Minnesota's economy alone will steadily increase. Minnesotans can see their shoreline property decrease and water and electric bills increase. Minnesotans might be paying more for leisure items such as boats and water filtration systems. And zebra mussels are only one of the many invasive species inflicting damage on native species, habitat, and of course, Minnesota's economy. Minnesota's identity as a land of 10,000 lakes might change to a land of 10,000 cesspools. This has been Ryan Hausman with Futurecast 101. Thanks for listening. This is Futurecast 101. This is Futurecast 101.